this morning in worship, we're going to do things a little differently, and we're going to look at our scripture passage before the focus, mainly because it's 52 verses. And so if you have a Bible, I'm going to encourage you to open it to Psalm 89 and to leave it open um, until we get to the sermon. But Psalm 89, I couldn't figure out what to cut, so we're going to go through it all. It's a beautiful passage, an unexpected one from Palm Sunday, but still a, a powerful word and reminder for us from the word of God. And so this morning, Psalm 89 reads, I will sing of your steadfast love, O Lord, forever. With my mouth, I will proclaim your faithfulness to all generations. I declare that your steadfast love is established forever. Your faithfulness is as firm as the heavens. You said, I have made a covenant with my chosen one. I have sworn to my servant David, I will establish your descendants forever and build your throne for all generations. Let the heavens praise your wonders, O Lord. Your faithfulness in the assembly of the holy ones. For who in the skies can be compared to the Lord? Who among the heavenly beings is like the Lord? A God feared in the counsel of the holy ones. Great and awesome above all that are around him, O Lord, God of hosts, who is as mighty as you, O Lord. Your faithfulness surrounds you. You rule the raging of the sea. When its waves rise, you still them. You crushed Rahab like a carcass. You scattered your enemies with your mighty arm. The heavens are yours. The earth also is yours, the world and all that is in it. You have founded them. The north and the south, you created them. Tabor and Hermon joyously praise your name. You have a mighty arm, strong is your hand, high your right hand. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne. Steadfast love and faithfulness go before you. Happy are the people who know the festal shout, who walk, O Lord, in the light of your countenance. They exalt in your name all day long and extol your righteousness, for you are the glory of their strength. By your favor, our horn is exalted, for our shield belongs to the Lord, our King to the Holy One of Israel. Then you spoke in a vision to your faithful one and said, I have set the crown on one who is mighty. I have exalted one chosen from the people. I have found my servant David. With my holy oil, I have anointed him. My hand shall always remain with him. My arm also shall strengthen him. The enemy shall not outwit him. The wicked shall not humble him. I will crush his foes before him and strike down those who hate him. My faithfulness and steadfast love shall be with him, and in my name his horn shall be exalted. I will set his hand on the sea and his right hand on the rivers. He shall cry to me, you are my father, my God, and the rock of my salvation. I will make him the firstborn, the highest of the kings of the earth. Forever I will keep my steadfast love for him, and my covenant with him will stand firm. I will establish his line forever and his throne as long as the heavens endure. 
If his children forsake my law and do not walk according to my ordinances, they violate my statutes and do not keep my commandments, then I will punish their transgression with the rod and their iniquity with scourges. But I will not remove from him my steadfast love or be false to my faithfulness. I will not violate my covenant or alter the word that went forth from my lips. Once and for all, I have sworn by my holiness, I will not lie to David. His line shall continue forever and his throne endure before me like the sun. It shall be established forever like the moon and enduring witness in the skies. But now you have spurned and rejected him. You are full of wrath against your anointed. You have renounced the covenant with your servant. You have defiled his crown in the dust. You have broken through all his walls. You have laid his strongholds in ruins. All who pass by plunder him. He has become the scorn of his neighbors. You have exalted the right hand of his foes. You have made all his enemies rejoice. Moreover, you have turned back the edge of his sword. And you have not supported him in battle. You have removed the scepter from his hand and hurled his throne to the ground. You have cut short the days of his youth. You have covered him with shame. How long, O Lord, will you hide yourself forever? How long will your wrath burn like fire? Remember how short my time is. For what vanity you have created on mortals. Who can live and never see death? Who can escape the power of Sheol? Lord, where is your steadfast love of old? Which by your faithfulness you swore to David. Remember, O Lord, how your servant is taunted. How I bear in my bosom the insults of the peoples. With which your enemies taunt, O Lord. With which they taunted the footsteps of your anointed. Blessed be the Lord forever. Amen and amen. This is the word of God for us, the people of God.
something inside us or even if we don't know it in the moment there's something inside of us that knows that we need you we need your word we need your presence we need we just need you Lord so in this time and in this space may you speak to your children who are gathered here and may it only your words that are heard. May you open our hearts and may you move in the space. We trust you, O oh Lord. Amen. Today's psalm is a long one. It's a psalm that is rooted in a promise and a covenant found in 2 Samuel 7 promise and a covenant that God made to King David, that, that God promised David to stand with him, to fight for him, to fight with him, and a promise to David that out of the line of David would come one who would establish the house of the Lord, God's kingdom forever. promise that we see in each of the four movements of this psalm. A psalm that seems to tell the story of the Jewish people. Because in the first four verses, we see this joy, this celebration of of the fact that God has made this this promise, not just with King David, but with King David's people. A promise, as verse 2 said, as firm as the heavens. A promise, as verse 4 said, that would extend to all generations. A promise founded in a God without limits. A promise that was true. A promise rooted in a steadfast and faithful God. But then in the next section of verses from verse 5 to 18, we see this, this writer build up and talk about the power of this God. This God who can crush Rahab who is this mythical creature symbolizing chaos. This God who could crush Rahab. This God who could steal the storm. This God who is all-powerful, who is almighty. This God who could do anything and everything. And this God, this powerful God, chooses to make a promise. An everlasting promise. 
to his created beings. This powerful God establishes this promise with us. In verses 9, 19 to 37, we see and hear about the, the promises and faithfulness of God to King David. Of God with David, of God giving David victories. Of the goodness and blessings that come from God keeping his promise. But then something happens, something, something changes. Starting in verse 38. And, and suddenly when we come to verse 38, this psalm that started as one of celebration, this one talking about the faithfulness of, of this powerful God to keep his promise of what it has looked like. Suddenly we come to verse 38 And it becomes a psalm of mourning, a psalm of questioning, a psalm of of wondering, of wondering if God had forgotten his promise. Psalm that names God as faithful, that names God as holy begins to wonder if God had forgotten his people. And there's this call at the end of the psalm asking God how long and asking God, pleading with God to remember to remember his promise of faithfulness, to remember his people. Because the thing is, for generations, the Jewish people had wondered if God had become silent, if God had forgotten them. They had wondered if the God who had led them to freedom out of Egypt, the God who had provided for them, the God who had shut the mouths of lions, the God who had been present with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fire had suddenly decided to turn his back. If suddenly... They were going to be left on their own. But then, as as the generations waited, rumors started to spread one day about this man named Jesus. This man who wasn't just teaching the word of God. This man who wasn't just making time for the outcast. But, but this man who, who people couldn't begin to explain the things he knew. Couldn't begin to explain the miracles that he could perform. 
This man who people had seen raise the dead, this man people had seen feed the thousands somehow from loaves and fishes. And the Jewish people began to hope. They began to hope that maybe, just maybe, this was the one that God had promised them long ago. This was the one who would remind them that God had not forgotten his promise, that God had not forgotten his people. Today's Palm Sunday, the, the day we usually read one of the gospel accounts of Jesus entering Jerusalem on a donkey. To the Jewish people waving their palm branches, the symbol, the flag of the Jewish people high in the air. People were laying their cloaks on the ground for the donkey to walk upon. They were, they were excited. They were filled with hope after generations of what felt like silence. They waved their palm branches. And they shouted, Hosanna, blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord, Hosanna in the highest. But Hosanna doesn't just mean glorious one. Hosanna was also a plea. It was a word of begging Deliver us, we pray. Save us, we beg you. The people were waving their palm branches, calling out, Hosanna, 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 save us, deliver us. Please be the one. Because they, what they wanted was a military ruler a warrior who would come in and set things right then and there. They wanted someone who would do something so that they could feel that God had remembered them. They're what we see every year in Holy Week is that Jesus wasn't the king that the people expected or wanted. But he turned out to be the king that they needed, that we needed. An answer to God's promise to us that we can never begin to imagine how God would choose to be faithful and steadfast. But the thing is, even though we come to church and, and we know the end of the story, even though we know that what comes in this week. We all still know what it's like, like the psalmist, like the Jewish people waving their palm branches high in the sky, so hope-filled, because we all know what it's like to encounter moments where we need to feel God's faithfulness.
moments in our lives where, where we want to hold it up and ask God, where is your promise? Where is your faithfulness in this moment? It's hard in those moments to see to the other side. But there's something I want to invite all of us to do this week. As we prepare to journey with Jesus to the cross and to the tomb. And that's to really think about those moments in our lives where we have wondered if God would be faithful those moments where we where we have felt silence like the Jewish people. And to hold those moments with us as we journey with Jesus this week. To hold those moments as we walk with him. And as we are reminded of the kind of king, the kind of savior, the kind of steadfast God that we have. To hold intention, the cries of our heart, but the joy that always is found in who our God is. And so, as we come to a close in worship this morning, as the offering baskets are passed, as the, as the worship team comes to lead us in a final song, I want to really encourage all of us to be thinking about that moment, that time, that question that we can carry with us alongside Jesus this week alongside the reality of what it means for our God to be faithful. May we be willing, may we not be afraid. Let us pray. Lord, we all own the fact that in our lives we will face moments of silence that we will face the questions, that we will, like the Jewish people, want you to fix things then and there, want you to be who we want you to be in that moment instead of necessarily who you are. But Lord, in the face of what feels like silence, where we ask where you are, May you speak into those moments and remind us that you are walking there beside us, that you are steadfast, even in the face of our doubts, that you are there. We love you, O oh Lord. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen.